extra. <laughs> I'm having a lion's head, as always. Like, I don't even have a lime for this bitch, and it's still delicious. Yeah, I don't. I try not to drink beer out of clear bottles because it's so easy to get it skunked. Like, as soon as it, like, gets a lot of sunlight and it tastes like a skunk and it's awful. And I find that mostly happens with green and clear bottles of beer. Oh, really? I never thought about it. Yeah. I used to, dr- I used to drink Coors Light because I'm poor. Yeah. <laughs> and that's in, a, that's in a dark bottle. Yeah, pretty much the only beer that's cheaper than Lion's Head is, like, natural ice. I think that one might be... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's do a little bit of an intro here. We're doing Hanging for Homies, episode two. What up? If you, if you didn't listen to the first one, it's it's me, Josh, and Miles. And we just, uh, once in a while, we just hang out, and we figured why not once in a while record those hangouts, because we talk about some interesting <laughs> shit, and we're funny. Yeah, why not? <laughs> what, what channel will these land on, you think? Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, we all do <laughs> the same show, essentially. We just call it different shit. <laughs> yeah. We can announce it. We'll announce where it's gonna be. I think I said. I think I said in the first one that it would be on Four Nights by Nights, but yeah. we can go back and forth. It don't matter. No promote no. each other's shows. Yeah, if you want to listen to me, check me out at your mom's house. Oh, not to be mistaken I'm, with your mom's house podcast, which is wonderful. I miss jokes like that. <laughs> like everybody gets offended by everything but I feel like all types of jokes have gone away But your mama jokes are fucking hilarious They were good until they made a TV show Out of it on MTV Do you remember that shit? Yeah <laughs> it's, It evolved into Roast Battle Which is a good show But god damn, How many times can yo mama be a punchline? Well let's see How about three seasons of television? <laughs> 75 episodes Yeah <laughs> Did you like those, like, MTV game show things? Some of those were pretty fun. Like, Silent Library. Do you remember that one? I've seen an episode of that. Yeah, that's not bad. That's pretty funny. I, I, I barely have any memory of it. Um, I don't know, game show-wise. I kind of like Road Rules when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. I don't. I would never watch that now. <laughs> no, no. I like shows like Robin Big. <laughs> that show was funny. That show had its moments, yeah. But no, I don't care for like his Rob Deerdick's all his like weird we watch internet video shows and all that. Like yeah. that does nothing for me. I just don't like I don't need the commentary. Like when we're watching fun internet videos, do we need to have him go, "Oh no, he's going to fall down." Oh, what I tell you, he fell down. Like you add nothing <laughs> to this program. Stop speaking. <laughs> but yeah, like I had a like we all had an MTV phase. So, like, mine was in the early 2000s, and The Real World Austin came out, and I fucking was balls deep in The Real World Austin. <laughs> oh, my God. It had the most beautiful women. The drama was intense, and, like, I feel like it came off a stint of, like, a bunch of real worlds that just, like, crashed and burned, and then Austin, like, went on for seasons and seasons and seasons, and it was so good. Yeah, I liked Real World for a while there, but sometimes you just get a person where it's like, no, this person's, like, gross. <laughs> like, I don't want gross shit. And then they doubled down on that, and they made Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what was I just going to say? I was just going to say something. Oh, yeah, my big MTV thing was TRL. That was, like, the biggest yeah. fucking thing in the world. Yeah, TRL. That was the shit, too. Fucking Carson Daly. Mm. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I love that type of shit where it was, it was, you get a new top ten every day. And yeah. You're like, who, who's where? Who's number ten? Who's number one? Yeah, for the 36th week in a row, it's Eminem in the number seven and the number one spots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, uh, do you remember Tom Green's, his butt song? Yeah. That was number one on TRL, and then like after a couple days, he came on and retired it and was like, I'm, with, I'm taking this out of the top ten, <laughs> like I'm retiring <laughs> this song, so something else can be number one. <laughs> he just walked up and he's like, and now my bum is all alone. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Tom Green. He's still doing shit, apparently. Yeah, he is. He was on that show last one laughing, I keep trying to tell you to watch. So yeah. fucking funny. He is by far the, like one of the top three funniest characters by far like, yeah like I, I i think he's still a pretty big deal in canada because he's from canada mm-hmm. and i always wonder that about people like are these bands or comedians or whatever are they still huge in their own country even though you don't hear about them here anymore like i heard a third eye blind song the other day and they're british and i was like are they still a thing in england <laughs> and we just <laughs> don't know about them here like when they tour, is that, like, a popular band from here from, like, 20, 30 years ago? Touring. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think most bands from 20, 30 years ago, they had their, like, their spike where they made their money, and now they just do it for fun, and tickets are like, oh, we'll play a winery, you know? Like, nobody, no charge, yeah. it's just like, I believe there's a band called Crack the Sky, and they are they used to be huge, apparently. I'm not, I don't know. But they uh, they were a really big band, and now they just go to breweries and just play. And they used to be, like, top 40 radio shit, and now they're just like, well, we made our money. It's cool to just chill now. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Whatever makes you happy. Being a performer is such a strange, like, inflated economy because you go from being completely broke to then all of a sudden you're this hot new shit, holy crap, success happened, and then it just ends. So, like, that's the reason that... But some people keep it going, you know what I mean? Like, some people, like, the Stones and shit, they're, like, 90. They're still performing and shit. That's true. That's true. Like, icons, for sure. But, like... And it, like... And tickets to go see the Stones are, like, expensive. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, they... There are certain bands, like... I think when the police reunited, you know, the police... Oh, yeah. Singing Roxanne and shit. Mm -hmm. The tickets to that were, like, $300. What the fuck? Really? And it's like, ah, damn. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's crazy. That's like, like Coldplay prices. Like Coldplay, when my ex-wife and uh, I got married, like a month after we got married, she went to a Coldplay concert, and she had she went by herself because their ticket was like $297. What, did she get to blow the band at the end? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, she was like 10th row. Jesus, that's crazy. But like, some bands are like that, like the big iconic ones. But then, like, Fergie. Like, no one's paying a lot of money to see Fergie anymore. She <laughs> yeah, was, like, the the top female performer, like, oh, my God, in 2000, I don't know, what, nine? Like five or six. Yeah, like, yeah. like, she was a huge, huge deal household name, and nobody fucking thinks about her anymore. Yeah, you would think the Black Eyed Peas would just be pumping out music again, but you don't really hear much from them anymore. Will I Am is just a producer now, so like everything top forty you hear, he's had some hand in pretty but much. But he's so good. I like hearing him rap. He's very <laughs> good. He's very good. I enjoy him. Man, the summer of twenty ten was the year I graduated and like the 
they had like an album that had just come out earlier that year that has um boom boom pow on it i believe yeah i want to rock right now rock right now that album was so goddamn good it had no business being as good as it was and then like i think they just fell off after that yeah i mean they must have made their fucking money because like they had two albums back to back that were fucking huge Mm -hmm. it's like people fucking the internet destroyed poor nickelback's career like they were still (laughs) they were still chugging out good music and people and people just decided oh you know what fuck nickelback but now they're getting that Brandon Fraser treatment. Now people are coming around to be like, yeah, no, you know what? No, don't fuck Nickelback. <laughs> well, here's the problem with Nickelback. My guitar teacher showed me why they suck. He literally played three Nickelback songs at the exact same time, and the chorus came in to the second at the same time. Like, <laughs> the ultimate formula band. Now all bands are formula that are on that, like, genre, the new metal. It's all formula now. But was but it I, all their Was it all their ballads? It was all their hits. All their hits yeah. at that time. Because that was when Silver Side Up was the thing. I know a lot about Nickelback. <laughs> that was when Silver <laughs> Side Up was, like, the, the breakout for them. And, uh, yeah, three of the songs on that album are... The only thing that's different are the chords and the words. Everything else is exactly the same. They're so. like, I think, fourth album. It had 13 songs on it, and 11 of them were top 10 hits. Yeah, they're multi like, like, you have 13 songs, and 12 are singles you released. And the only one they didn't was a song that could have got them on the fucking rock stations because it was their heaviest song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nickelback, you heard it here. Not the worst band in the world. No, I, I like Nickelback. I don't love them, but I've been hearing uh, one of my employees, she's just been playing, like, her favorite band is Breaking Benjamin. So it's like that whole era of music. Yeah, new metal. New yeah. metal, yeah. And, like, every now and then I'm just like, yo, I fucking love this song. It's so, like, random. I, yeah, I like that type of rock. I was I was really into it for a while, mm-hmm. and I always, now I always get Breaking Benjamin and Three Days Grace confused. <laughs> Understandably so. They look alike. They sound alike. <laughs> yeah. I used I've seen Three Days Grace in concert so many times. I used to love Three. They were at the first. They were the first band I ever saw perform at like anything, with the exception of Finger Eleven, who they played one song before Three Days Grace came out, but. Yeah, I saw, I saw Breaking Benjamin. They opened for somebody. I can't even remember who the fuck it was. I went to there was like two summers back to back where I went to a bunch of concerts and they all like bled together in my brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. My favorite band for many years was Seether. Seether. Yeah, was... I like Seether. I've seen Seether. Yeah, Seether, Breaking Benjamin, and Three Days Grace and Hoobastank. I've seen all of them in basically that lineup five or six times that might have been who i saw them with mm-hmm. they like to see there and breaking benjamin and i think it was alter bridge or something um they could... were doing like an ant like a anti-suicide tour that's like promoting right. promoting like calling help services and stuff like that yeah like if you're feeling depressed and like, yeah, it was it was good shit Dude, Sean Morgan, the lead singer of Seether, his brother killed himself, and they released a song called Like Suicide, 
It is one of the best rock songs ever made. Have you oh, know yeah. that one? I don't know that one. It's really, really good. It's yeah. Um, it, it. I think what makes some songs by these bands exceptional versus not exceptional, even though they're kind of very similar, is when you can tell that like the emotion of actual musicians like feeling something goes into it versus like oh the studio says we need to have 11 songs we have six that are good and now we're just kind of working through the motions yeah that's why i stopped buying cds and stuff back in the days because i'm like most of these cds it's like two or three songs that i like and the rest is garbage yeah like that's why i liked nickelback for a long time like really liked them because that cd was I'm like, I can listen to this whole thing front to back. Every single song's good. I don't have to skip anything. Mm-hmm. Fucking having to skip around and switch CDs and all this other shit. It's just like, god damn. Like, so I'm so thankful for MP3 players. You just, next, next, next. One of the stipulations for me buying my 2013 car was that I needed to have a CD player because I was just so accustomed to it. And, yeah. like, my Dodge Neon had a four-disc changer. I could just hit... Like, I would listen to one, and it would just cycle into the next one, and I would just, yeah. like, mix them up. The only one that never went anywhere was Slipknot Volume 3, The Subliminal Verses. That one just was always in my car at all <laughs> times, because that yeah. album is incredible. Do you know that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, that's Psychosocial, right? No, that's the one before that, or maybe even two before that. It's the one with Duality on it, and uh, Before I Forget... Oh, yes. yes, Yeah, the one that they won Grammys for. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's so goddamn good. That's such a great album. I did an episode with Spy Hards about it. That, yeah, it's so good. good. I love the song Liberate, but it sounds like he says bananas. (laughs) He says liberate the madness. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I listen to it, I'm like, liberate bananas. (laughs) I've been getting really into Slipknot again lately. I don't know what it is. I just am like, I started following all the pages and stuff on the socials, and I'm like, I forgot this band is fucking hardcore. Even though they're mainstream, they're still hardcore. Like, they didn't really lose much. Yeah. Uh, WWE has a developmental like show where they like showcase young stars that are gonna like eventually come up to the main roster and be big stars. Um, called NXT, and Slipknot used to do the intro, like the theme song for it. Really? That sounds about yeah. right. That's on brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking... Fucking be- Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson was the first theme song for SmackDown. <laughs> really? That sounds yeah. right also. God, I love Marilyn Manson. He, he might be my favorite musician, even though I know he's a huge piece of shit, scumbag, terrible person. He tells you that in every song. So, That's like, true. it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that he's a monstrosity. Like, yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah. knew he was a weirdo. Yeah. Fucking like, Nickel- Nickelback was Monday Night Raw's theme song for a while. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also on brand, I saw yeah. a video of um, when Limp Biscuit was the shit back in the day, when before <laughs> people shit all over Limp Biscuit. They, uh, they, like, came out on, like, motorcycles and... And the Undertaker was there. Yeah, was yeah. Rolling was his intro song yeah. for a while. <laughs> this is so crazy. So was American Badass by Kid Rock. I love that song. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> these bands do not get enough appreciation. Like everyone shits on Puddle of Mud. Puddle of Mud was fucking awesome. Yeah, lead singer's a douchebag though. Like 
Yeah, they all are. All the lead singers are douchebags. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Except for Sean Morgan, who I love. Here's a band that the lead singer is like the biggest piece of shit the universe has ever known. They're called Trapped. Do you remember Trapped? Yeah, I know Trapped. Back off, I take you on. Yeah. Is <laughs> that, that guy an asshole? That dude is the biggest piece of shit in the universe. So he like, people just like fuck with him all the time because he's like a piece of shit when i saw seether live they had like a shit list on their website and the local radio station was talking to them before the show and they're like you're really open about this shit list and he was like yep number one person is the lead singer of trapped because he's a piece of shit <laughs> and i was like i don't understand they're so good and uh now i'm looking at his social medias and stuff somebody posted a fake article that everyone in the band was firing him and he would just went on Twitter just a rampage like fuck those guys. I made them who they are today. They are nothing without me. They're such pieces of shit. I've always hated each and every one of them. And it was a fake article. And he just was going off. Oh He's, Jesus. He goes he went on like record many times saying, It doesn't matter what I'm singing, if I'm singing it, it's gonna be a huge hit. Like that's the kind of guy this guy <laughs> oh, is. Oh Jesus. He's a annoying. They had guy. one album <laughs> that <laughs> anyone knows. I mean, I was a pretty big fan for the first couple albums, but it's not like they, they were hit makers by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. <laughs> trying to think there's another band that came out around the exact same time. And I thought they would be the flop and Trapped would be the big one, and it was the complete opposite. Similar genre, though, right? Yeah, oh yeah. They sing Scene Red. Oh, Chevelle. Chevelle, yeah. 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 Che- I thought Chevelle was going to be the one-hit wonder, and Trapped was going to be this big band, and Chevelle went on to be this huge band. <laughs> yeah, man, I've seen Chevelle a bunch of times. Some of the best concerts I've ever been to were Chevelle concerts. Just, like, yeah. the atmosphere. Like, they have a really cool fan base. Speak uh bands like that. Uh, were you ever a fan of Lost Prophets? Yeah, I've been thinking about them a lot, but it's hard to support them now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't even listen to them anymore. Like I can't separate the artist from the that dude criminal or whatever. Fucking like what monster. a monster! Yeah. Oh my god! But at the same time, it's like standing on the rooftops, everybody sing their heart. Out. <laughs> Yeah, their music's amazing, and I get their songs in my head once in a while. Or, like, my phone will be on random, and it'll play a song, and I just am fucking rocking out to it, and I'm like, wait a minute, no! (laughs) (laughs) See, with them, it was like the two bands I pit against each other were Lost Prophets and, um, uh, what's that band? It's a punk band. I had the name in my head just one second ago. They do the, like, Swing Life Away song and uh oh rise against rise against lost profit rise against rise is against. the shit rise against is the shit but like i put them on like the same level for so long i'm like i fucking love both these bands they're so similar this is who i am as a person and then it was like oh no lost profits no <laughs> this is bad yeah yeah we won't even talk. look it up if you want to know what this guy did but he's a real monster he's a real monster i feel bad for everybody else in the band yeah yeah they didn't do anything wrong like, like they did they fucking like uh they creed that shit did they just form a new band with a new singer i don't know i wonder if they did huh yeah i mean why wouldn't you creed yeah i saw alter bridge before too that was a crazy alter bridge is the shit yeah i like i discovered what blue wave what blue wave was when before i went to that concert Do you know what blue wave is no it's like kool-aid but it's hard liquor 
and oh. you just drink it down, and it's like, woo, it tastes like Kool-Aid, and you get fucking trashed fast. It's like a high school liquor. And um, <laughs> yeah, so my dad. It's for was, the kids. It's for the. It is. It's for the kids. That's that's what they make it for. So yeah, I uh, I drank a whole bunch of Blue Wave. Got in the car with my dad, who drove me forty five minutes to get to the show. We got there, and this sixty year old woman came up to us, pinned my dad against a wall, took a step back, and flashed her tits at us. She goes, "My husband left me in the parking lot, so I'm here to get wild tonight." And she like looked at me, and she goes. You're young. You have a condom in your wallet, don't you? And I was like, I actually don't. She's like, everyone your age has a condom in their wallet. What do you say, you and I, looking at my dad? What do you say, you and I go to the bathroom right now? And I was like, well, I don't have a condom. And I turned and I walked away. And my dad's like, no, wait, where are you going? <laughs> and I went to the, uh, I went to the, the, uh, the bar. And I was like, I would like to have a shot of Captain Morgan, please. And they're like, we don't do one shots. I was like, what? Like, we don't do one shots. You have to take two. I was like, the fuck does that mean I have to take two? Yeah. They're like, no, we only sell two shots at a time. We're not doing a card transaction for one shot. I've yeah. never heard of this before or since. Have you no, seen I've had that. Have? Yeah, I've seen that places. It's because they, they only have bigger cups. They don't have shot glasses. Well, he had shot glasses because it was like, okay, then I guess I'll take two. And the guy next to me goes, you don't want them both? I was like... I don't know if I can take them both back to back. He goes, I'll take one. So then I literally just bought this random dude a fucking shot. We each took a shot, and I was like, hey, th thank you. And he's like, no, man, thank you. And I went back to where my dad was, and he's like, it took me forever to get rid of her. This was crazy. And then I was like, yeah. And then Alter Bridge came on, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down. And then I woke up at the end of the show. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm pretty sure the place, the, the we have an outdoor venue up here. I'm pretty sure they'll give you, like, a double shot in, like, a little plastic cup. I'd have been down that. for that. Yeah. At my brother's wedding, it was in this, like, like fancy hotel. And they, when you got a shot, they gave it to you in, like, a Dixie like a cup. drinking glass. Oh, no, okay. like, a gla like a glass you would, like, have, like, sipping alcohol in. They'd give you two fingers or whatever. Yeah, yeah but it was, like, three shots worth. So you're just <laughs> fucking trying to pound it down. You're just like, <sighs> like you had to stop for a breath in the middle. <laughs> I was fucked up that day. <laughs> I believe it, man. I don't think I've ever seen you drunk. Like you, you're just no, I don't drink boozer. anymore, really. Even though I just drank a beer, I'll mm. have a beer once in a while, and that's about it. Yeah, no, I can't I afford to feel like shit in the morning. That I understand, especially having offspring. That seems yeah. tough. I've been uh... well, even when they're not here, it's like I got to go work the next day. Mm -hmm. Doesn't stop me. <laughs> I when I worked on second shift, I was drinking a case of beer. Like every three days. It was crazy how much beer I was drinking. My sister's like, you know you're an alcoholic, right? And I was like, no, I just have a lot of free time. Like, I don't have to wake yeah. up early and I can stay up as late as I want. Why wouldn't I just get hammered every single night and do what makes, like, do fun shit? No one else is awake, so I can just do whatever the fuck I want. And Yeah, uh, yeah that's what I used to do. Mm -hmm. I kind of miss it, but I don't. It was very lonely. There's a period in my life where I drank fucking Jack and Cokes every night. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was dope as fuck. I remember when I finally got back to being a healthy weight, the person who I worked with looked at me and she goes, you're drinking rum and Cokes, aren't you? And I was like, what? She goes, I watched your weight double when you turned 21. You're drinking rum and Cokes. And I was like, how's this bitch now? 
what the fuck? <laughs> Just as how it goes when you hit 21, I guess. It's creepy. <laughs> she knew exactly my drink. It was crazy. Do you want to tackle one of our questions? Oh, if you want to, sure. We can do that. You want to do your, your human meat one? <laughs> yeah, so I was talking to my lady friend today. And uh, it was like, what would it, like, I was like, okay, so here's the scenario. Listen, you are dining with the elite, the 1%. These people are like rich as can be. We're talking five course meals. You're in, you're dressed to the nines. Everything is so fancy. You're drinking thousand dollar bottles of wine. Everything's amazing. And then they present you with human meat. Would you eat it? Yeah, this question came about because we decided we should have some questions in the tank just so we can think of fun, cool answers to talk about. And, uh, yeah, that's a fuck of a question. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Would you? Jeff Bezos hands you this beautifully marbled, just human steak. It's a little rare, a little fatty, but looks so tender and good. Would you eat human meat? It's one of those things. It's like once they tell you, you're like... This is no. Guillermo. <laughs> He's from uh, Peru. He was 37, and uh, he was in a coma for 22 years, and there was, it was just it. There was no reason to keep him alive. He didn't have a life ahead of him. <laughs> this is Guillermo, and he's delicious. Will you have some? Just for free, though? Like, are they not paying me for this? No, you're sitting with the, the elite. You're drinking $1,000 bottles of wine. Like, this is as good as it gets, and then you have human put in front of you on a plate. Do you eat it? I mean, I guess if everybody else is trying it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no one, everyone is just thanking them, and, like, thank you, Jeff Bezos, and kissing his feet. Like, oh, this is amazing. It tastes so good. Yeah, I mean, if it tastes bad, spit it out. <laughs> You're going to eat human? I mean, you're painting a fuck of a picture here. <laughs> yeah. She said no. She was like, absolutely not. I will not eat human with Jeff Bezos. I was like, what if he gave you $100,000? She's like, I'm not eating a human. And then I was like, but what if it was people you like, not Jeff Bezos? Like, what if it was Johnny Depp? She goes, oh, fuck, if it's Johnny Depp. And it became clear that the company also matters who's with you. So if Jeff Bezos doesn't do it for you, who would? I'd say I'd be, I'd be more likely to do it in, like, a life-or-death situation, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like, of course, the deserted island thing is a thing, but willingly, <laughs> what would it take for you to eat a human? It, I, I mean, someone's got to open the checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bezos got all that money. <laughs> be, okay, so but let's pretend it's not Bezos. There might be a limited bank, but you don't know how limited it is. What's your ask? <sighs> I'm minimum? thinking my ask would be like 500k. Yeah. And they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Look, we have jasmine leaves by it. It's it, this is as good as it gets. Why would we pay you to do it?" And I'm like, "No, nope, you got to pay me." I'm thinking 500k would be the answer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, half a million. You can, who's the that turns into who's going to turn down a half a million dollars. Yeah. Like that's true for one bite of human but is it one bite of, like what if it was a gross part of a human like here's the bladder you gotta yeah, eat the no, bladder no but no. for five hundred thousand dollars you wouldn't eat a human's bladder no 
Bladder's gross. Well, so what is the part that's not gross? What are you gonna eat? Like the fucking titty? Like Some meat part. The meat part. <laughs> Why are you put this? This sounds like your answer is yes. Also, but you're just putting it on me. I'm just having a good you time. You answer these questions. <laughs> I don't know. Like, would I eat a bladder for five hundred thousand dollars of a person? I mean, I don't think you can eat a bladder, can you? <laughs> isn't that what like haggis is? Isn't haggis like a? a no, that's intestines. It's intestines. They, like, mm. they use as like basically make a sausage out of your intestines. Yeah. Okay. But so, what's on the inside is still meat and shit. Like it's not. It's it's meat and like leaves and all this. You know. Yeah. Seasonings and shit. Like it's not. Leaves. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Bay I leaves do. and all this jazz. All right. How about a fat steak of thigh? Thigh seems a little more e- e- edible. I mean, you gotta give it a try. <laughs> do you think there's white meat and dark meat on humans? Probably not. Because there's not, like, dark meat in a cow. That's true. That's true. They say that we're, like, our flavor is closest to pork. But pork's pretty light in color. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the... I've seen, like, pirate shows and stuff, and they refer to when you have to eat another person as they are long pig. That's what, like, eating human flesh is called? That's, like, what meat is this? It's long pig, which means human. Jesus. Soil and greens. Soil and greens, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always imagine that to be a cereal for some reason. Because <laughs> it sounds like a cereal. Soil and green. Like... You ever play the game Oddworld? Uh, I've definitely played the demo of Oddworld. <laughs> I like that game. That's, like, Soil and Green is the plot, like... We didn't realize that we were the food. Oh no! But like the the main alien has the ability to like control other people with telepathy, so he can like enter their bodies, and you have to like solve puzzles like with multiple people's bodies and shit. It's kind of fun. PS One yeah. shit. I remember Munch's Revenge got really big. <laughs> yeah, that why. that was like the second one, third one, something like that. Yeah, I think it was the third one. Yeah, those games were fun. Man, do you remember, like, the disparity between cutscenes and the actual gameplay of games? Back when it was, like, a huge difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like, why doesn't games. it look like this? <laughs> like, you 100% knew when a cutscene was over, not because of the five-minute loading screen, but because the quality of the game just fucking plummeted. Yeah, there's like a whole generation or two of games that I can't even go back and play now because it's just like, this looks like shit. Yeah, PS1 games really fucked up. You can always go back and play like Super Nintendo games because they're supposed to look like that. Like, and they look good. And they don't have any, like, disparaging like that. Like, there's no, like, there's no cutscenes to be like, look how much better it could look. Right. (laughs) Here's a here's a clear image of what this creature's supposed to look like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like fucking the Final Fantasy games. Like every, basically everything PS One was like crisp, beautiful, slightly jerky cutscenes, and then just grain, slightly yeah. different colored blocks, cubed. Everything's pixeled. <laughs> yeah, like you can see every brick of wall. That's like just segments of wall that they copy, 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 copy. Well, because the PS1, I think, is only 32 bits. I don't That's know. not a lot. It's, it's really yeah, not. Cause it, 
Yeah, because I think it was the step up from the Super Nintendo. But it's in between the Super Nintendo and the 64. Yeah, I feel so like I it came it, out around that time, yeah. Yeah, I think it had 32 bits. And it's also it's running off a disc, so you can put video on there, but then your gameplay isn't video quality. <laughs> right, right. Like, last year I played Spawn Eternal, and... <laughs> What did Chris say? Chris was like, man, Miles is out here wadding out playing the fucking PS1 <laughs> game right now. <laughs> I was playing a while, like years ago now. I was playing uh, Soul Reaver again. Mm-hmm. Leg- Legacy of Kane. That game's the shit. They, I, can't, uh, I wish they would remaster it. They were supposed to make a new one and then it got canceled. I actually started playing that again like a month or two ago. I haven't kept up with it, but I did jump into it again. The shapes of bodies are wrong. Like, yeah. <laughs> everyone's, They're very cubed. Everyone's top half is a triangle. Their arms are sticks attached to triangles, and their legs are sticks attached to triangles. And it's like... Yeah. It does get a little so better real. the more you play. You kind of get like used to it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's still not good. <laughs> The combat's fun, though, where you, like, do combos and you, like, throw people across rooms and shit and you, like, catch their weapons and yank them out of their hands. Like, that shit's pretty cool. Yeah, I love how you can, like, there's, like, environmental kills and shit. Like, you can throw a spear into a wall and then pick a guy up and throw him on the spear. Yeah, that shit was awesome. We gotta do a Legacy of Kane episode of the disc dump when you can find a way to play it. Yeah. Yeah, I've never beaten it. Like, but I got pretty far this last time. Dude, that game starts with a 45-minute cutscene. Yeah. 45 minutes I sat there with my controller in my hands like, boy, I can't wait to get back into this game. <laughs> and I just was sitting there and sitting there. I was like, and you can't skip it? What the fuck? Like, this is not <laughs> the kind of game that you just start a new file because you fucked one up. Like, that's too much. Yeah. I remember liking the one on the PS2, the sequel, as well. Part 2. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a step up. And you actually got the fucking Soul Reaver all the time. Yeah, I, I have Soul Reaver 2, and I have Legacy of Kane. I feel like Legacy of Kane actually came out after Soul Reaver 2, if I'm not mistaken. Well, there's there's the one where you actually play as Kane. That was the first one. Yeah, and, and Legacy of Kane, you like switch back and forth between them. Yeah, that was yeah. That's like the third one, I think. Yeah, that that was the shit. That's the one I started playing. But there was one that was on the PS One that was terrible graphics, and mm-hmm. it doesn't even look the same. That was the first one, and that was just called Legacy. I think it was called Legacy of Kane, or maybe it was just called Soul Reaver. I can't remember. That what one it was, was just Soul Reaver. I had the demo for that. Like every PlayStation came with a demo for that. They were like. Everyone got, like, the same demo discs in the beginning of PS1. Like, we had one disc with eight games with one level on each one, and Crash Bandicoot was one. Booyah! <laughs> I, had, I had one that I think was the best demo disc of all time. It had Spider-Man for the PlayStation. It had Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Um, 1080 Snowboarding. And then there was another game just called Skate. 
Yeah. Yeah, you remember Skate? I remember all those games. They're all fucking dope. Uh, Siphon Filter, that was on there. Oh my god, Siphon Filter. (laughs) Siphon Filter is such a bad game to play, but it was so cool at the time. You get a taser that like shoots like the wires, Mm. and you could taser someone and just hold it, (laughs) and eventually they'd burst into flame. (laughs) Man, that sounds like a winner. Yeah. You ever play uh, Wild Nine? It, Is it that was the cowboy game? No, it's like a space game, but it didn't. It came out like at the end of the PS One era, so a lot of people didn't play it. But you're like this guy who's like going through a solar system that's shaped like a nine, and it's nine planets, and you have like this glove that shoots electricity, but you like catch people and stop them in place. And then you can, like, swing them around and, like, solve puzzles by, like, crushing them in grinders and shit. And it's so fucking crazy. You can just, like, bam, bam, bam. You're, like, the Hulk (laughs) smacking Loki around and shit. But, like, you have to, like, solve puzzles by throwing people through, like, grinders and guillotines and shit. And, uh, really, really hard game. But after all these years, it's one of, like, the three PS1 games I think of. Like, I think of that one. Yeah, it's a wild game. I play. I think of Wild Nine, I think of Crash Bandicoot, and I think of Ape Escape. I fucking love Ape Escape. Ape Escape is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I was obsessed with that game when it came out. I got it for my birthday one year. That's that's one I beat that like two years ago. I want to say maybe three. I played the first one the whole way through, and I was like, that was fucking rewarding. Like <laughs> it gets to a point where you can't advance until you like grind out like you have to go back and catch the monkeys you couldn't catch without like special inventory items and shit and it's just like 100%ing each level and getting into the next one is so satisfying yeah yeah that game is so fun who would think <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh you're a kid with an electrified net and you're running around catching monkeys mean monkeys with yeah with like fucking sirens on their heads and shit like your net also like turns into a baton so you can stun them first mm -hmm. (laughs) you get to points where it like turns into a helicopter and shit like so you can slow down (laughs) your descent and stuff like it and there's like it turns into a like uh, a metal detector so you can find secret items and shit game is so good i totally play that i totally play that right now it's a good time (laughs) Do you ever look at the carbonation in something? Where do the bubbles fucking come from? They're always coming from below, but they don't, like, form in the middle. They just move up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, yeah. I don't know how to put any sort of definition into <laughs> words. <laughs> Once you drink, like, three or four of them, it's trippy as fuck to look at these bubbles go. Yeah, I've stared at some bubbles before. It's a good time. <laughs> anyway, yeah, check out my TikTok where I made TikToks of just bubbles and music. <laughs> Our fr- I've uh, there's a fryer at work and that has bubbles in it too. Yeah, you just fucking just staring, staring at it like what's up? <laughs> but those come from like a heating element. Beer, you just pour it in and it's just forever bubbly for hours, and I don't understand how this like. How does carbonation work? I'm Googling Because I think they're microscopic bubbles that get agitated when you shake it. Is that what it is? I think so. How does carb 
carbonation. We probably sound like a bunch of fucking idiots. How does carbonation work? Who knows? <laughs> the answer is science. <laughs> How carbonation works. Error. Server fail. Alright, well, I tried. Anyway. It pumps well, like CO2 into it. Right, but where does the it just CO2 gets bubbled. go? I don't know. It just gets absorbed. Carbonated water comes in several forms. No, that's not what I want. Science explain how carbonation works. And oh, your glass matters. Okay, I guess that's why I have all these fancy ass glasses up in here. Long story short, tall, narrow glasses will keep your drinks fizzier longer than wide-mouthed ones, like coupe glass in the video or even wide mouth mugs for your beer or soda surface area of co2 can escape is certainly one of one factor but nucleation is another and the taller the glass the more nucleation points you'll get all right i give up i took science in high school i don't need any more of that right now carbonation is magic that's the answer well the answer is carbonation magic science yeah. Do you want to save the other question for next time, or do you want to get into it? Uh, we can get into it. My answer is not. Is it the? Is it the article? What it was? What was it? What was your favorite accessory as a teenager? Whether it's an article of clothing or a fucking watch or a hat. I used to wear wristbands for a small period of time. <laughs> you were such a wristband, dude. I can tell. And I had uh, one. It was dark blue and it had uh, Ralph from The Simpsons on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I fucking loved it so much. Uh, other than that, I was always walk uh, rocking a Walkman. I had a fucking CD player on me at all times. Nice. What about you? Uh, I had two. I had like a golf hat from Italy. I really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> it, it was actually it was called a newsboy hat. Where you could like pull it down over your head and you'd look like Mario, or you could sit it on your head like a newsboy is like extra, extra, read all about it in like The Godfather and shit. So <laughs> I really liked that hat. I think I might still own it. And my favorite, favorite one, and that was corduroy, by the way. I had a matching coat. That was, I used to call it the Jacket O' Jesus. It's one of those corduroy jackets that has a wool liner. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. That was my favorite shit in the universe. I still have it. It has huge holes in it. I just hang it up by my door like someday I'll wear it out in public. <laughs> I love that fucking jacket to this day. I've had it for fucking, uh, I dare say, like 15 years, maybe more. Like I love that fucking jacket. Jacket of Jesus. What can you just buy? Can't you buy a new one? I've brought the, I've bought new ones and they're just not the same. A lot of times they are too tight around the belly region. They're designed for skinny, attractive people, and I am <laughs> not among their type. So yeah, like I've had to return several of them, and then I got a Carhartt jacket that meets the needs of that jacket that I love. Also, so Carhartt wins, but at the same time, that that corduroy with the fucking wool on the inside. It's fucking sexy. <laughs> I've been known to rock a leather jacket these days. 
it's summertime right now, so it's on hold. But what kind of I like that. Uh, I just got it like a caramel colored one in the uh, not too long ago, and it's dope as fuck. Let's put my profile picture. <laughs> Makes me look sexy and dangerous. Hell yeah. <laughs> Motorcycle man. But I have another one that is just black and has like stripes down the sl- sleeves. That's pretty. That cool. was pretty dope too. I had one that had like a hood that you could like unzip if you didn't want it in it. And I took it out and then I could never fucking find it anymore to put it back in. <laughs> yeah, my leather jacket has a hood on it and that's the only reason why I fucking love it is because it's not just leather. I have several yeah. leather jackets that my parents are like, you're going to want this someday. And they're so 1980s, it's just black leather. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm out here fighting Jason Voorhees with a chain or something. <laughs> One of them I had was just, it was too stiff. I was like, what do I have to do? Like, beat this thing with a baseball bat to, like, break it in? Like, it just would never loosen up at all. Mm-hmm. It was so, like, I couldn't, like, drive with it on because my arms would be loose. <laughs> Just takes wearing it every day for a decade and it'll finally be comfortable. One time I got into a snowball fight, like, epic, epic snowball fight where it was, like, high school versus middle school like 18 (laughs) of us versus 18 of us in this giant parking lot by the school and people were throwing ice balls like it was some serious shit and i was wearing (laughs) a leather jacket and i think that's what saved me from getting some serious hurting from ice balls and shit was the fact that it's like oh this is designed to take a beating without me taking a beating it also gets harder when it's cold outside (laughs) that's true i became like fucking arnold schwarzenegger in more ways than one (laughs) <laughs> that's just because you were screaming I'll be back no I was like it's not a tumor <laughs> it's benign. I said you could eat my cookies <laughs> I do not get pepperoni on my pizza I eat bullets <laughs> I don't remember what the quote is but you get it <laughs> I have no idea what that's from <laughs> it's from like early internet there was a guy who like called a pizza place as Arnold Schwarzenegger accent and he was just like I do not want the pepperoni I will only eat the pizza if you put on bullets <laughs> I when I worked at Walmart I got prank called by an Arnold soundboard yeah yeah, one of the like middle-aged lady that worked with me, she got the phone call and she was like, "Can you take this? I don't know what they're talking about." And they were using like all the Terminator ones to where it sounded like they were asking computer questions. And I was like, "Oh my god, Donald Trump tonight." <laughs> I've been known to do some prank calls back in the day when I was a kid. Yep. Yeah, like do you know what anole lizards are? No, they're like the little green lizards that run around in Florida, and like people like to catch them and like their tail will break uh, yeah. off and stuff. They yeah. sell those in stores up here in Pennsylvania. So I would call <laughs> around to pet stores and be like, "Do you have any anal lizards?" <laughs> I literally went through the yellow pages, found pet stores, and asked them for anal lizards. <laughs> They're like, excuse me? I was like, you know, the ones that are green, they run around, and it's, you keep them as pets? And they're like, anolis? I was like, no, anal lizards. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever prank call people? 
Uh, I used to prank phone call, uh, like, food places a lot. And now, as someone who works in a food place, I understand how frustrating that is. <laughs> Uh, I would, I wish I had the foresight to do what I've seen on, uh, YouTube, like have like call two different places of like the same type of food and and put them, talk to each other. (laughs) I love that shit. They're always so confused. Like, no, this is Domino's. (laughs) I'm Chinese food. You called me. No, you called me. So good. (laughs) Yes, this is Chinese food. (laughs) No, this is Chinese food. That's fucking awesome. I, I wonder like... if that ever makes anybody's day, though. Like, that, that Arnold thing made my day. <laughs> I mean, I would believe it. I had a buddy who he would get onto soundboards and fuck around. And there's, like, apparently in uh, the movie Orange County, Jack Black is in it, I believe. And he pulls up to McDonald's yeah, and that, he like... says, You know how you have a six-piece nugget? can I just have five nuggets? And like, he just goes on and on about how he just wants five nuggets. And there's a soundboard of that. So my buddy called McDonald's and was just like working through the soundboard of it. How much would just five nuggets be? And it was fucking hilarious. It was such a good time. Yeah. I know his band Tenacious D, they have a skit on one of their CDs. That's like that where they go to Arby's. That might be what it was then. He's like screaming at the. He's like, I want a seasoned curly. <laughs> and then he's like, I want you to take my drink and I want it to be half regular cola and half diet cola. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's yeah. He's like, that... I want a diet. <laughs> <laughs> we used to play Ding Dong Ditch. We would. Yeah, I was people. known for doing that shit. We would drive people nuts. Because we would do it to the same person for like 40 minutes. Yeah, dude, I bet people fucking hated me and my friends in our town because we would, yeah, we would do shit like that. My buddy Dave had a camera, so we, and this was when Jackass came out, so we would do that type of shit. We'd steal fucking shopping carts and ram each other into bushes and shit. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, fucking ding dong ditch. We, Halloween, we'd like egg our fucking math teacher's house and shit. Jesus. Yeah. That's pretty we're fucking intense. rebels. <laughs> There's one time where um like we were just pranking the same house in an apartment complex directly behind my house. We just kept doing ding dong ditch. And then at one point after we've done it a whole bunch, my sister went up to do it and the dude just swung open the door. He goes, I caught you, now you have to stop close the door and that was when I was like oh maybe we are being annoying he probably doesn't find it as funny as we do (laughs) and that's how empathy was born (laughs) it is so weird it's such a stupid game it's like who what what are you getting out of this besides irritating somebody fucking scary I haven't had anyone do that to me in the modern era but if they did I would freak the fuck out like I would be scared out of my gourd it's when you grab the shotgun they're yeah. waving that around the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would just be par for the course from my neighborhood, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I live in the middle of nowhere, so if my doorbell goes off, you best believe I'm answering it with a gun. <laughs> That's some clockwork orange shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seems so weird. 
It's Such actually, a weird movie. It's a crazy movie. The first episode of The Dist Dump is about uh, Clockwork Orange. Yeah. I picked that one for a reason, just because it was, like, controversial and also really fucked up and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's super weird. Great movie. Also super weird. Yeah. I love Michael, Michael what is his name? Malcolm McDowell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the best. There's a documentary on HBO right now that is How Clockwork Orange Influenced Spain. And I thought it would be in English. And Malcolm McDowell is like the narrator and he's speaking in English, but the rest of it is in Spanish, like Spain Spanish. So I like I have a pretty good concept of like South American Spanish, but Spain Spanish is like totally fucking different and I'm like I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> That's weird. Why would it be narrated in English? Right, exactly. It doesn't make any sense, but, you know, apparently it had a profound effect in Spain because they made a documentary about it. I don't know. My gal pal was talking talking to her grandma today on the phone in Spanish, and I was, like, astounded how much of it I understood because she's speaking kind of like Spanglish, which really helps you piece it together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I I used to be ingratiated with, uh, with... I worked in a grocery store with a whole bunch of people who only spoke Spanish, and then I worked as a janitor with a whole bunch of people who only spoke Spanish. So I learned a lot. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm good at understanding. I can't speak it, but I understand it. So I was thinking that the other day, the fact that I don't, I can't speak any other language. I'm like, if I ever left, like I would, like you know, what I mean, you just get those mm-hmm. weird. What if I was in another country, even though I've never left this country before? <laughs> right. Like, all of a sudden, I'm in China. What do I do? Yeah. I, yeah. Tomorrow, you wake up in Tel Aviv. <laughs> <laughs> if you are somewhere with the same alphabet, I feel like it's easier than if you land in Russia, where they have, like, threes as letters and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. This doesn't even look familiar. <laughs> Well, speaking of Russia, I do think it might be time for us to uh, reach out to the Geneva Convention. I don't know. I want to go go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm trying we're to gonna, say. We're going to rush it to the end of this podcast. Yeah. But, That's uh, what you're going for. I hope that people enjoyed our banter as much as I did. And if they don't ever hear this, whatever, I enjoyed this conversation. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is all just for fun. And it's not formal, so... This has been Hanging with Homies episode 2, and we will see you some other time. Toodaloo, motherfuckers!